Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the 3rd and 20 Dynasty Podcast. It's JT, it's Jake, and it's Frank. No Lunas today, although you could see his image filled in for us, I believe. Um, anyway, we are on to the playoffs, most likely. If you're in your leagues, we're on to the playoffs. But we did want to kick it off with um, Jake. Jake decided to add this. I thought it was a good idea, too. Um, Mike Leach did pass away kind of unexpectedly today, um, which is sad news to hear. He was uh, very integral in the air raid offense and everything and kind of what we're seeing today in today's nfl so uh rest in peace mike leach thank you yeah. and just overall an awesome <laughs> fucking dude mm-hmm. what a, what a great guy i mean yeah it really sucks i, I saw that on, on on twitter someone said it in our group chat and it's just like dang that's one of those guys that you just want to watch the games because he runs an entertaining style of offense um, obviously the interviews were very entertaining <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's just all around. Um, I'm not like, if you guys are into like coaching clinics, anyone that watches, he's got a couple really great clinics that are out there as well. So like really big for that aspect of football. So really, really does suck. Um, really hate when I heard that what's going on, Joe, how you doing, dude? All right. So Gun guess refocused here. We did have a big injury on Monday Night Football. Kyler Murray goes down. And I think the obvious take is going to be, oh, if you're a contender and you have him, like you should just trade him for, assuming your trade deadline's not happening, you should trade him for a quarterback and still keep going. What were you think? What were your thoughts on this, Frank? What 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 did you think? You okay, so um, I'm in a league. What's going on, school? How you doing, buddy? Hey, guys. I'm in a league where I'm a playoff team, but my team is not going to win without some serious luck involved, right? I just don't have that level of squad. I've had a couple injuries, whatever. And um, I want to increase the amount of value I have of my team. Now, it's unfortunate that the quarterback I'm trying to trade away in this scenario is Patrick Mahomes, because to me, he's one of those types of players that it's hard to win a trade that you're trading him away because he's so good, but maybe there is, you know, there's, there's a price on everything. So if I wanted to trade, cause I was thinking about this earlier today, if I want to trade away Patrick Mahomes, who I think we might all agree is the number one dynasty asset, if not top two for Kyler Murray, a guy who's had a really bad season, for the, I mean, it's not really bad fantasy-wise, but for Kyler Murray-level standards, a guy that came into the season as a consensus top five, if not top three quarterback, rough year. Injury, you guys are saying he might miss the start of next year as well. What's the kind of deal that has to get done for me to trade this away, especially when this dude that I'm trying to trade with has no draft picks? So it's that's another area where it's, I'm not even sure it can get done, but like, what types of players do you think you would have to add? I think he may have Ayuk. Um, that's a, I mean, I could just pull up the team if you guys want. It'll be on stream, so you guys are going to have to tune in. But Go ahead. Um, but, like, w- without draft picks, I'm not sure it could be done. But, how, like, I guess let's just start off more general. How much on top? Maybe if you could quantify in a player or two. Well, I <laughs> – it's a tough one because like you mentioned that he's probably going to miss the beginning of next season. So if you're a team that's looking, you know, to you know, retool this off season and come back next year as a 
contender, then it's going to be a tough situation to trade away Patrick Mahomes for a guy that's going to miss probably at least the first eight games. So on, in that sense, I would want a little little extra, honestly. I would take Kyler, and I, if you can get a first and, and maybe a, a bench player or a flex guy, I think that would be the, the move you're, you would be looking at here. So you want Kyler a first and a flex? Mm-hmm. See, to me, I don't I don't think I want to trade Mahomes for that with just how secure and safe Mahomes is as a player. I mean, if you want more, I think you could potentially get more, but the problem you run into is the guy doesn't have any picks in the first place. Ayuk's not a bad start. I mean, if you wanted to loop this into a three-team trade where you basically just trade away everyone you get back that's not named Kyler Murray, I mean, I think you could load up on some picks here, and, and that's another way to go about it. I was thinking like Kyler and two first equivalent players, late first, random first equivalent players, which I think Ayuk right now, if you were to mass offer him for a, a future 24, 25 first, I think there's a decent chance that gets taken in a league. Then I, I don't, I'm, I'm struggling to log into my sleeper of all fucking people to not be able to authenticate with sleeper. Um, yeah, I mean... I just wouldn't want to trade. I think Mahomes is very highly valued. And I am a proponent of moving him into a different quarterback in terms of like, if you can make that big value jump. I just don't know if Kyler or first and a flex player is going to do it first off. And second off, what I would need on top of Kyler to really make me want to do it. For me, I think I'm just, if I'm in your spot here, I think I'm just going straight for the picks. I think I'll, I'll take Kyler and two firsts, and I'll throw a second on top of Mahomes and see if that works. I, I think that, you, well, this guy doesn't have first. I think so. he may have like a 25 first. Like I, I could okay, well, all right, pick. all right. You can, work, you can work with a 25 pick. So 2025. Let's just call it mid first because it's 2025. Who knows what his team's going to look like? Then. Maybe like a 25 first Ayuk and Kyler for Mahomes. Like, what what side of the deal are you guys taking there? Wait, real I still quick. Think Joe, I might want. Joe says sometimes you have to lose the battle to win the war. I wouldn't take poor value on Kyler or someone else to try and get lucky mm-hmm. in the playoffs this year. Wait, I'm confused by that. Um, I wouldn't take poor value on Kyler or someone else to try and get. See, the thing is, I'm kind of going the opposite way. Like, or you're saying just try my luck in the playoffs. He's saying if he has Kyler, he's not selling him low just for a oh, chance okay, this year. Okay, that's okay. that's mm-hmm. what he's saying. Well, no, see, um, I would I would operate the same way, but this guy trade blocked him in the whole nine. Like, sent in the message like, "Yo, willing to deal Kyler for a quarter." I mean, listen, it depends. If you were a team that was in you know first place for, or second place throughout the regular season, good amount of points for and stuff, and you're really saying this is my year, and you lose Kyler in the last week of the regular season, um, I might he go trade picks to go. Like he, this guy's kind of in, right? Like, he's, right. So if he's if. If if you're in like that, you gotta trade Kyler. You gotta say, I don't care if I move from Kyler to Dak and, and pick up nothing, right? I'm just here to win a championship. See, I wish I had one of like those lower tier quarterbacks because this is the exact type of scenario that I like to buy elite quarterbacks in, where you can move up tiers for fair prices in the quarterback market. That only happens when someone actively sells a quarterback. If mm-hmm. it's just a stale market where everyone's content. 
then you have to do these ridiculous overpays. But I don't know. I just I don't even think I would accept Kyler a, a random first and Ayuk for Mahomes, and that might be a little ridiculous because I love Kyler, but at Dude, I just feel like Mahomes is just so easy. I, I plop yeah. him in my lineup, and as long as he's no, not hurt, that dude's fucking playing. I agree. I probably also wouldn't do that. I'm I think it's someone I said like a couple episodes ago that I'd be trying to trade. I'm just thinking it just feels bad moving down from Mahomes to I agree with what you're saying. I'd much rather move up from like a Derek Carr or uh, I don't know, Trevor Lawrence, who is probably ranked above Kyler Murray right now, actually. I'd rather move from one of those guys into Kyler than a Patrick Mahomes down. Yeah, all right. So, I mean, we could get on to that. Like, so what kind of quarterback would you – so let's say Trey Lance. Like, would you just try to flip Trey Lance into Kyler straight up? Well – Start with him. In this situation, I don't think that's working because – the guy's looking oh forward. true yeah okay yeah. you need someone who's playing forgot about that aspect so i guess so, Dak is a decent example um i would do justin right. fields i would do justin fields for kyler murray and you probably still get something on top of kyler murray you probably I mean, still get yeah like, yeah fields has been ranked above kyler for the past, yeah. well that's like, the thing is weeks. that you could get stuff on top of yeah of kyler yeah you could probably get a second maybe two on top of justin fields for kyler murray and i just yeah. think kyler murray you might be player. able to get a you might be able to get a first at this point. I'd, I'd smash that. That's that's much more the direction I'd be going. But, I mean, those are both kind of exciting quarterbacks. I don't know what you'd have to do to move on from, say, Derek Carr. I'm trying to pull up Derek Well, Carr I was right thinking now. someone like Daniel Jones, right? At least a, a really high point-scoring quarterback right now. Okay. What if you offer Daniel Jones and two firsts for Kyler? I think that gets done. I don't even know if I don't. I don't. I don't think it does. Dude, I mean, I don't know. Listen, listen, Daniel Jones has played great this season. He's played absolutely fantastic for the Giants this season. But still, the Giants have shown their their what they are the past couple weeks, and they know that Daniel Jones, although he's you know been all right, he's not the guy that's going to take them to the playoffs. He's not the guy that's going to win them a playoff game. And I think the Giants know this. I do. I think Daniel Jones has done a very nice job and really solidified himself as a backup for years to come in the NFL? Absolutely. I, I think he's going to yeah, be... What more... about the bazookas? You got two firsts in there, too. It's not, it's yeah, not I, like the Daniel two Jones firsts are the more premier. Daniel Jones. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure. I, I guess two firsts for Kyler is pretty much fair price right now, so I guess the quarterback itself doesn't matter. But like, if you're going to try to tear down, I would try to tear down as someone that I'm more confident is going to be a starter next year like i'd rather go to goff or something like that if i was going to tear down okay i think we're arguing semantics here at this um, point because they're in the similar range i think goff and two firsts or daniel jones and two firsts definitely gets it done for kyler i don't so know for context this guy in this league i remember the trade he traded in the starter draft two firsts and two seconds for the pick that was kyler which i okay. deemed at the time a pretty favorable trade that you got and you uh a top 10 dynasty asset for two firsts and two seconds. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think we can all agree the price is either at that or down from, from that, right? Like if, if you're someone who's grumpy with Kyler Murray, two firsts and two seconds is not a, a bad price to be like, you know what? I will transition into a different guy. I'll go pick up Dak or, or Kirk cousins or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I mean, all in all, I think that you're right that that's the way to move instead of selling down into Kyler to try and tear up into Kyler. I mean, look, if you're getting Kyler and three first from Mahomes, I'm not going to tell you to do no. Yeah, that's not uh, happening just, though. Yeah, it's just like it's not gonna. It's not the case. I, I, I do think in some leagues you could get Kyler and two first for Mahomes, which is crazy. That I would do. Um, all right, you think but, you can get two first on top of Kyler? I mean, maybe you, right you, now with the right have, situation. Yeah, I you don't have know, Kyler is... now with a torn ACL, bad situation. Hey, what's up, PTLR? Um, yeah, I, I personally would never do that, but I do think there are leagues where it's just it's Mahomes, you know, kind of thing. All right, um, so we got some NFL draft declares. Yes. Um, this is one. All right, how much time do you, do we want for me to to spend on slandering Raheem Jarrett? Why though? I don't know why. I just the guy doesn't do anything for me. He doesn't do what? anything like. There's, there's like, you know what? Oh man, that guy doesn't have some, some production. And then there's Rakeem Jarrett, two game merchant every season. Like we were arguing about this in our group chat, maybe a couple weeks ago. You compared him to Christian Watson, Christian Watson, like doubled Rakeem Jarrett's production. Sure. And that was a knock on Christian Watson. Like, (laughs) Look, I'll, 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 I'll tell you this. I, I had Rakeem Jarrett probably whenever we did our first startup, not startup, sorry, uh, 2023 rookie draft. I probably had Rakeem Jarrett around in a late first, early second. He's definitely moved significantly down for me from there, um, and that's without seeing where he's drafted. But I still like the player, and if he's still getting day two draft capital, I'm still in on Rakeem Jarrett. I'm just now more concerned about if he does get this day two draft capital, but he is declaring early. That's typically a good sign. Like, you know, that, yeah, that, that, just, that gets JT aroused, right? He, there. He's probably had the draft advisory board tell him like, Hey, look, we think you're a third round pick or something like that. Late second, early third round pick. He's like, all right, I'll take that. Like, That's what I want to ask anymore. Jake. Jake, where do you honestly think, like, if you were to give your crystal ball prediction, where is Rakeem Jarrett going in the NFL draft right now? The NFL draft, he's a third-round pick. See, I I think that he's, like, a fifth right now, and I, I even think that might be even being a smidge optimistic. I truly believe he's a second-round talent that is going to go in the third round because of his poor production. I think he's just one of these guys that – he stayed home, you know, he stayed in his home state of Maryland. He stayed around his younger brother. He stayed with just people he knew in, in despite, you know, getting offers from all these big schools. And he played on a Maryland team that was very bad, to put it nicely. Like, until they got Loxley in his sophomore year, that team was just awful. So, like, he was playing on a team that was completely trying to build the program up, and he was one of the first steps in that, where he was a five-star recruit, the whole thing, and he was helped turn the program along. And we've gotten better recruiting classes moving forward since he, you know, went to Maryland. So, like, he did a lot for Maryland, and I think he didn't get the production to show it just because the team didn't catch up to him, if that made sense. So he was playing. It's like having a Maserati when you can't drive it. It's just like, what are you going to do? Um so as long as he tests well at the combine, I have no problem with Rakeem Jarrett at all. I uh, actually think he'll probably be underdrafted. So 
I've gone through a few sites now just to see where people are thinking he's getting drafted, and I have not seen him in anyone's top 10 receivers yet. Um, so I guess he's a lot lower than I, I – I mean, I, listen, I haven't watched a lot of film on him, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, when you're like the fourth option on the Mar- – like fourth in production on Maryland's offense alone – it, their passing attack wasn't really that bad. It was like they had some decent numbers. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm when I watch this film, he is going to have to like every catch he has has to be Randy Moss esque for me to be like, mm-hmm. you know what, Raheem Jared, I'm in. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm much more out on uh, than I was previously. But if he's getting day two Jack Apple, I'm I'm back. Um. Do you think he goes first or Anthony Richardson? I mean, I think Richardson because <laughs> the, quarterback Richardson posi- the quarterback position. The quarterback position. Just, just stayed local at Arkansas. Didn't hurt him. Joe A. Bear from the top ropes. And not only did he stay home at Arkansas, Traylon was out there hunting pigs with <laughs> his bare hands. I don't want to hear it. Traylon was also my wide receiver one in the class though last year. I, well, that, I mean, dude, you look at the production, you yeah, look at the I'm, fact that he stayed home to hunt pigs with a knife. Okay, I'm not like, <laughs> I mean, he's checking a lot more boxes to me. I mean, the Arkansas team was a lot more put together than the Maryland <laughs> team. If we're gonna go there, but yeah. Um, Tank Bigsby. This is another player that's really interesting. Tank Bigsby was a guy he declared for the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy that I really liked early on in his career, and I, I don't hate tank bigsby now or anything like that i'm just not as high on him being like oh my god this is a running back that i think is going to go like early to mid first type player but nonetheless i think it's looked a lot better than last year um breaks a ton of tackles very interesting running back i'm curious as to hear where you guys have him valued if you were to do a startup rookie draft right now like where where do you think you would be targeting him at like oh if, where like the range that you would pick him in he's he's probably out of my top five um yeah. running backs but i'd say he's shortly after that so if i'm thinking about where we're drafting players i i'd say that's probably a mid-second early in mid-second probably mid-second yeah i'm a little high i'm a little higher i have him early second i have him in that like 202 to 204 range yeah that's fair right now somewhere on there that early second i think he's good i want to put him in the late first but the problem i have is that the tight ends that are around Mm -hmm. that early second late first i might just rather have than tank bigsby Yep. I might like they may even be like mid first caliber players that just go in the late first because of flashy receivers and running backs getting gaining hype as the process well, goes on. We'll have plenty of time to debate this as it goes on, but I have a feeling he's gonna get drafted by some team where there's gonna be, you know, an easy path to to you know carries and whatnot. So I have a feeling he's gonna find himself around that late first uh range when t- you know, push comes to shove, especially with the name. Land, yeah, Bigsby. landing spots <laughs> yeah. are king. Also, we see it every year as the draft gets closer and closer. Running backs start to shoot up the board. I mean, whether that's the the redraft effect or not, it, still ha- it happens every year. So I wouldn't be shocked to see him in the back end of the first come rookie draft time. He's a very interesting player. Um, I mean, 
like when you look at Tank Bigsby's best plays, and when you when you mm-hmm. watch those those Auburn games, like he looks fantastic. Um, but he's just not that. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not convinced he's at that upper echelon of running backs. Um, but it would be interesting to see. This he, is another. Mm-hmm. Or you want to? You want another point? Or you want to move on? No, I was kind of just going to more repeat yours that like he definitely looks a lot better this year, and I'm much more in on him. Um, but he there's just so many good running backs in this class that it's hard to justify yeah. taking him early. Yeah, that was all. So this is another segment that hits close to home because Calvin Ridley, um, as we all know, was suspended for the whole gambling thing. Uh, if you look at his price on keep trade cut, it's actually shot up a decent amount recently. I think he went from 2,800 points to like 3,500 points between that last offseason and now. So, that, I mean, that he's he's encroaching early second territory which i think is realistically what most people were were valuing him at it was somewhere in that mid mid second latest Mm -hmm. Uh, i think a lot of people weren't taking him around there but startup drafts obviously he's a late round pick i picked him up in quite a few startup drafts what is the strategy that you guys would approach if you had or have calvin ridley in dice i can start because i think i've kind of decided but if you guys want to take it go ahead no, you got it. Jake, you're muted. We've listened to me say that Calvin Ridley's cooked too many times, so you could take it, Frank. I forgot. Mm. I forgot that you're a Calvin Ridley is cooked guy. This yeah, guy yeah. is He's so cooked. I sell well, him now. I mean, sell him right now. So I'm not going to sell him now, but I'm thinking I am. I don't know because I might get emotional because I like Calvin Ridley, but my plan right now mm. is wait until that probably i'm not sure if it's post draft or not but i'm thinking post free agency because i don't anticipate the the jaguar spending a, a lot more on wide receivers in in free agency so if we see a couple good games out of trevor lawrence all of a sudden we get these especially once the analytics guys come in because you're gonna i feel like you're gonna see a lot of people like oh third year breakout trevor lawrence look at his numbers from rookie year to this year compare him to the other top quarterbacks there's going to be a huge increase the, the offense is good because you look at what um what's his name did um christian kirk did all that stuff right and whenever that hype point is in the offseason i'm thinking of trying to do the classic calvin ridley in a second for a first strat and and weasel my way into a first round pick if you can it's always good to do the, that kind of trade with this kind of player. So, I mean, JT, do you think Calvin really has that chance of being elite again when coming back for the Jaguars? No, I don't know about elite. Like, I think he could be good, but I think at the end of the day, he's just a wide receiver too. And so if I'm paying anything higher than early second prices on Calvin Ridley, I just, I'm not that interested. Like, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm paying the early second in, like, this draft class. Like, if I'm giving up a 2024 second, sure. Dude, the upside is just so tremendous, though, because we, we've seen the types of seasons this guy can put up, and he has the profile to back it up. So his uh, his upside is just 
I don't know. It's tied to this Jaguars offense, which is yet to prove to me that they can sustain more than one option. It's tied to Trevor Lawrence, who's yet to prove to me that he's the real deal deserved to be the number one overall pick. Like there's a lot of question marks in this offense and Calvin Ridley's an, another one himself. So with all that, I just don't, don't want it anyway, any way, shape or form. I think we'll know what Jacksonville thinks of him come their off season moves. I, I just, I feel like the off season moves offensively for the Jags is just pretty simple though. It's, it's okay. Maybe we try to fill in like a slot guy or someone a little bit more consistent than Zay Jones at the number three. But nonetheless, it's just let's beef up our offensive line and and get an elite defense, right? Like Kirk exceeded expectations. Don't see why Ridley can't do the same. See, well, th that's interesting, right? Because I'm not actually sure that Christian Kirk has exceeded expectations. I, I feel like he's just doing the same thing he did in Arizona, but maybe a smidge more upside. Cause I feel like if you look at his total season numbers for this year, compared to last year, they're going to be relatively the same, right? Like he's going to have probably just over a thousand yards. Maybe he has more touchdowns and, and that's why there's a, a big point boost. Trevor is QB nine this year. Haters. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm a Trevor Lawrence guy. So, I don't know what these guys are saying. Um, any other thing on the on the Calvin Ridley offseason? No one's buying and holding. I I just think you get way more of a pop with this. Like it's already built in that you expect Calvin Ridley to come back and be pretty good at the price he's at. I think if you get like this kind of rookie receiver, say it's I don't know Josh Downs in in that kind of range where Calvin Ridley is, um, I think you're just way more likely to have a big pop and big value boost in that, you know, in terms of a rookie wide receiver playing well. I mean, we've seen it this year with Olave, Garrett Wilson. Now we're seeing it with Christian Watson. We saw it with George Pickens. Like, there's going to be a way bigger, you know, limit or tier. I don't know what to call this. But the value boosts and swings and stuff, they always hit higher with the rookies. So I think I'd rather just keep that pick than, than go in on Calvin Ridley. Um, yeah, that's fair. All right. That's um Kirk is wide receiver ten now. He was wide receiver. He was a wide receiver three in Arizona. That's a big jump. Yeah, it's a big jump. I listen. Don't get me wrong. I'm all here for the Christian Kirk support. He was my, actually my number one biggest buy this off season. But um, I, I feel like this season he's just getting a handful more targets, and and it's generally the same. All right, we'll move on. Move on. I'm sorry. Um. Early off-season sell lows. Um, I mean, I think this one is like a relatively self-explanatory topic, but I'll give I'll give the story that I fell into. I mentioned on a podcast earlier. It's you know the the Jalen Rager bait. I feel like there's a couple of these guys every off-season where in this March free agency period, maybe something happens for them favorably. They were expected to add to a position, but a team didn't, or vice versa. And on a lot of these players that are kind of screaming sells, you're able to get semi-decent value for them, even though it's at a loss from where they originally were from last season. So for me, the bait that I fell into was buying Jalen Rager for a, a mid-late second 
uh, after his rookie year thinking, oh, sweet, I'm getting a guy that first round pick, maybe just had a bad season, whatever, whatever, whatever. Two, uh, not like what, a season later, two seasons later, he's cut from a team that traded for him for like a fifth round pick. Who are your guys this this offseason that you would be selling at a discount just to get them off your hands? All right. I guess I could kick off with one. This one, he's not a rookie by any means, but uh, I'm going to get out on Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I don't know where he's going to end up. I don't know if it's, he's staying in Green Bay. I don't know if he's ending up on Jeopardy. I don't know if he's going to be on like a good team <laughs> um, in terms of like maybe he goes to the Saints. I don't know. I have no clue what Aaron Rodgers is doing, where he's going. But at this point, we're talking about a quarterback who is still valued at like a, an early second, mid or mid second maybe. Um, and I just, I don't know. He's 39 years old hasn't looked nearly as good i know he's been battling injuries but to me if i could get out and and just kind of pick up the value now i don't think you're going to see much of a boost like it's it's would you would you Mm -hmm. mass offer him for a second like that that type of territory i don't know about like just any old second right i'm not going to take like 212 in this year's class but I would probably target like a 2024 second from a team that's kind of ambiguous um, where I'm like, hey, if they make a few, you know, bad moves or whatnot, um, this team's going to end up like closer to a first round pick than they are a third round pick. Um, I just, I don't have like, uh, I just, I don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going or if he's even going to be playing, but I don't want to play this game like people have been doing with Tom Brady because I just don't think he's going to, play nearly as long as Tom Brady is. I don't think he's going to be able to hold up as long as Tom Brady was um, because, I mean, the man is 38 years old. He's already battling multiple injuries every year at this point. He doesn't have many wide receivers to throw to on Green Bay or if he's going somewhere else, who knows? I I just, I'm just going to take the value. The fact that Jeopardy is like actually a landing spot is is hilarious (laughs) but we're getting a lot of chat suggestions here mike evans solo don't hate it i don't hate it either because i i did that this season Uh, mike evans i tried to sell keenan allen but i couldn't um but mike evans was a guy that was sellable with with tom brady that just Um, i'm gonna i'm gonna piggyback off that one i'm gonna sell him mike williams i i i know Oh, Jake's giving me I like, like that one. Cool. Yeah, I like that one. That well, I, well, where are you selling Mike Williams at? Like a mid-second, early second? Let's see what keep trade cut. He's rated decently above Aaron Rodgers. Um, seems yeah, like you could definitely fetch a higher point. price for Mike Williams than than Aaron Rodgers. Mike Mike Evans though, what would you sell Mike Evans at? Because I mean, maybe you do the classic second Mike Evans for. I don't think you can do that a, a second of Mike Evans for a first. I'm not sure anyone would want to do yeah. that right now. Um, you might be able to. He's still at forty two hundred on keep trade cut. I mean, he's yeah, shit, definitely... that's high. I I think he should be able to. I'm looking at I, see. I just don't understand. I maybe 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 I'm, I'm not... wrong. I feel like Cayman Keenan Allen should just be the exact same yeah. price. Sorry, he's at thirty seven hundred now. I don't know what I was looking at. It didn't refresh. Okay, so that's like an early mid ish second. I mean, if you mm-hmm. can get that, I agree. I I. 
I think I would still sell for that. Um, Damian Pierce, who I just traded. Yeah. Dude, wait, that, that was, was that you that traded him in the second, third, and 20 league Pete to the R? Because I feel like you could have got a lot more than that if you marketed him out a little bit. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit of a sell low. I, th- I thought you could have got a, the a problem second with this straight. League, though, but... the, pro- the problem with this league, though, is there's a league of all of us in it. So we're all talking to each other, saying the same stuff. So it, it does get harder to move those kind of players. Um, yeah, that's true. But. Gabe Davis seems to seems to have proven he's not more than a reasonable bench strength. I've been trying to say it. I've been saying it for so yeah, long. Yeah, I, I think that's a good. I, actually, Gabe Davis might be the classic example of his value is so inflated that the, he's this magical number. I'll to sell him Buffalo. for anything. I'll sell him for anything. Well, like he's the type of dude that he might be that classic. If you mass offer him for maybe not any second, but like like JT said, one. like a reasonable second, at least like. I would trade Gabe Davis for Aaron Rodgers. That's how low I am on Gabe And then Davis. come the draft, the if the Bills draft a receiver or bring in like any receiver They brought in Cole eyes. Beasley today. <laughs> yeah, Did they, they sign really? Cole Beasley today? <laughs> no way. Wait, no way. Did they? We said there was no waiver claims. I need to pick this guy up. <laughs> Cole Beasley's coming in. Cole Beasley is... Elite slot receiver. Yeah, he signed um, with the uh, the Bills today. I had no offer for Pierce other than that. Well, see here, Pizza R, this is what you need to do. That's one of those scenarios where you literally, like, and this may be unethical to people, but I would just say, like, yo, I've got a second for the third table, like, deal on the table. Like, if anyone can beat that, I'm probably down. And the other guy might get a little grumpy at you, but it's whatever, because I got more value. Um. Oh, Joe's saying Deontay could be so low. I disagree. It's funny I'll you say you, that. Joe. I oh, honestly have been thinking about Deontay it. is so good. <laughs> I just think, I just think, look, he gets a ton of targets and he doesn't like give you a whole lot with them. But I think in a year where he scores zero touchdowns, I just think you're like guaranteed for positive regression, assuming he's healthy and everything for next year. So I, I probably wouldn't get out on Deontay. I'm a certain he sent offers too. Damn. So the problem I have with Deontay is not um the the touchdowns and the down year. I do think he's gonna bounce back. I just he's at that age, right? He's gonna be 27 next year, which is the age where people say, okay, this is the prime. And now if he has a bad year next year, he's just gonna plummet, right? And especially with George Pickens, if George Pickens takes the next step forward, if he takes another step I'm back. I'm not too worried about George Pickens. Really? I mean, I yeah, thought Pickens no. looked good. Pickens looked good. Yeah, but Deontay's still just dominating him in targets. I just... Sure, sure. I, like, I'm not worried about Deontay and I, or Pickens for that matter, and I probably won't sell him, but I've thought about it just because if I can cash out now for like a late first, I would have to get a late first, which I know is probably a slight over consensus overpay right now on Deontay. But if I can get that late first, I think I would do it just because I, I would basically re-roll on something I'm I'd be more comfortable in and just go again, you know? Hmm. Um, Sell Sky more. Honestly, I, I think I agree with that. I I would be yeah, selling Sky I'm, more. I'm still standing by just wait for the Chiefs offseason to shake out. Um not off season in terms of draft, but like them resigning players and everything. Um, Because I think once 
you have a couple players walk, like I think like MVS, Nicole Hardman, and Juju. Like I think some of them are going to not be with the team. Um, I think you will still see a little bit of a value boost on Sky Moore. Just move off him then. I'm um, so conflicted on him because I feel like he's he's a second-round pick that's treated as a first-round pick. Yeah. So, like, like when you think about it in the context of a second-round pick, Wait, like, what? he hasn't been you... completely horrible. NFL pick. Oh, NFL I, draft. NFL draft. I was going to say, you definitely used the first-rounder on him in rookie drafts. Mm-hmm. No. He, he's... He's still only playing like a quarter of the snaps, which you don't want to see that. Yikes. Rookies typically after the bye week see a huge increase. And but you're right, though. Happening. Like They may have just – because this is the one stance that, I, that I'll agree with, is that they came in knowing that guys like Juju and MVS and whatnot could come in and play this year for the run, let Sky Moore develop into the system, and then come year two, year three, that's where you're getting your money's worth out of Sky Moore if you're the Chiefs. So they're thinking kind of years ahead. Mm-hmm. How do we surround Patrick Mahomes with as many weapons as we can for the window? Because uh, you really don't yeah. want to be relying on a rookie unless they're really fucking good as the, a Super Bowl team. The thing is, like, when he's on the field, as long as it's not catching punts or muffing punts, essentially, he, he looks really good, like, when he's playing. But he's just not getting a lot of playing time, so it's... I don't know. I want my rookies to be on the field. I don't want them to be on the bench. So here's my sell lows. Um, okay. And these aren't – I'm on the fence with with some of these guys. So give me a little bit of slack here. One that I've definitely been thinking about is David Montgomery. And it's annoying because I felt like last year David Montgomery really improved as a runner. And then this year – between the offense at the beginning of the season being a complete shit show and not being able to pass the ball and then getting hurt a bunch. Not like hurt, hurt, but like, eh. And then, I don't know, David Montgomery's just went, I'm on the fence about. I'm just on the fucking fence about. I feel like he should be producing more. And he's not. And we see the Khalil Herbert in the rearview mirror. Um... And what, like to me, that's the type of player that come free agency. I'm more scared than I am optimistic, given oh. how he performed this year. You, you remind me of another one um, in a similar zone. I still think Leonard Fournette is like decent, but oh, I think if he's you on can the, get anything yeah. for him, just I, do I, it. Yeah, he's we been are, a popular sell for anyone that's not doing we, well with Fournette. <laughs> We are a couple of years removed from him literally getting cut from the Jaguars and, you know, almost being worth nothing. Like he had a crazy value resurgence. I just think he's cooked, man. I think he's cooked. I think he's Brady's cooked too. Brady's going to retire and Brady is the reason Fournette oh, is Oh, I don't know if Brady's retiring, but I don't know if he's going to be in Tampa anymore either. Dude, so. Brady's gone after this year. We all see it. Dude, he uh, just they I, got I actually smacked agree with JT. By, a guy, by Mr. I just, Irrelevant. He's going to go somewhere else. Yeah. I wouldn't like we'll, be shocked we'll if it's San seeing, Francisco, to be honest with you. No, I think I think it's going to be him and Sean Payton in New Orleans. It would be my guess. So um, Cortland Sutton, that's an interesting one because that hmm. that that's kind of spicy. I, and this is annoying because I'm is someone it, who no. liked Cortland Sutton. Dude, Cortland Sutton played like dog shit this year. Let's just call it how it is. Everyone yeah. wants to blame Russell Wilson for all of Denver's problems. Cortland Sutton was not good this year. And it's not like this dude wasn't targeted, all right? It's not like, oh, well, they just didn't throw him the ball. Like, Oh, no, they threw him the ball. They, they threw him the fucking ball, <laughs> yeah. and he wasn't that good. <laughs> I, 
I think I agree with I I really like Cortland Sutton. Um I still think he's better than Judy. I know that we're I'm saying this after a three touchdown game from Judy, but um I I also think I'd move off Sutton at this point. Just because you're not getting Dude, look at this season. fucking guy. Like he he plays every snap and he has not finished as a wide receiver one once this year in any week. Yeah, but I mean that that Broncos offense only scores like <laughs> 17 true. points a game. All right, let me ask <laughs> you this, Timothy Logan, Ligon. What would you sell Cortland Sutton for? Like if you're oh, selling low, right? So right now you you can't get a first for Cortland Sutton. I, I feel like the consensus not. price would be like an early mid second, like probably mid more than early at this point. I think two oh five. If you offered him out for two oh five come the beginning of the off season, you 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 can get that done. Because that that's it. I have Cortland Sutton in a league and I might be doing that. That's that's actually a really good chat. All right, another solo I had, Jared Goff. Is it a sell low? Yeah, I feel like I, it's a sell high at this point. I feel like it's a sell high. Oh, almost. Yeah. Well, that's that's all right. Spin zone, sell high, Jared Goff. <laughs> um, I just think we're all drinking the Jared Goff Kool Aid now. He has been playing better, but let's not let Jared Goff fool us from the fact that he is Jared Goff at the end of the day. So, okay. I. No, I'm fine with me. Again, I trade him for I think any second. Exactly. Like, I think, I you, think you, can, you can get a little bit more than yeah. that. So, okay, maybe that's not a sell low. My bad. <laughs> um, my last one, Dalton Schultz. This oh, is another yes. GT yeah, popular sell. Stamp of approval. I just think with the Cowboys, the way that they're running their offense, I'm selling any and every tight end because they use. I haven't seen a team use this many tight ends since Matt Nagy's Bears in the offseason. They've got like some they've got formations with nine tight ends on the field, I feel like. They've just got a roster of tight ends ready to go. I mean, name a team that's got more semi-relevant tight ends than the Cowboys. They've got uh Dalton Schultz, Hendershot. Ferguson, you got another dude popping up out of nowhere. Next week, there's going to be another guy. It's like, holy crap. I, I'm not betting on any of these dudes. Nonetheless, Dalton Schultz. I Yeah, I, I've long been out on Dalton Schultz. Celebrating Cooks before the fall is noticed. I think it's been noticed already. It's, it's definitely it's kind of just noticed. disappeared. Cowboys are the 2000 Ravens with tight ends. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, hey, those Ravens had pretty good tight ends, so yeah, 2000 Ravens offense is exactly the offense you want to model your team after. Um, Sutton for Monty. Mm. See the I, so Joe, I would know, I would agree with that, Joe. But we have Brandon Cooks in our rebuild league, and holy crap, I, he's way harder to sell than I thought. It is it is annoying to hold him. I thought I could easily get a decent second for Brandon Cooks earlier in the year, and boy was I wrong. Um, all right, what are we moving into? Oh, this is a juice service segment. This is one that I've I feel like I've never been able to get right in my leagues. Actually, more so the trading up than the trading back. But I think trading up, I've been good at trading back. I. But we'll get into it, I guess. So trading back in your rookie drafts before the NFL draft. 
I think this is a really interesting topic, especially because a lot of people before the NFL draft and leagues are very trade averse, being like, oh, well, I don't know who's going to go where. I don't want to trade. But nonetheless, as true stonkers find value in every dark corner in, in, in leagues. And I feel like there is potential. I mean, we could just talk about trading, not even trading back. Um, how do we navigate pre-NFL draft type moves? So, personally, obviously, you have to do your research beforehand. Make your tiers that you're going to have come your rookie draft. If you make your tiers and you say, okay, I have picks seven, but I'm, I think everyone from pick seven to 15 is the same, I'm going to trade back, right? So, like, it depends on how you grade out your guys if you have a bigger tier break or where your tier break falls because you always i I always want to try to jump up a tier and maybe other people have it tiered differently so you can jump up in your tier while they stay in their same tier and they pick up some value so they're happy um but again it all just comes down to making sure you know who your guys are and where you value your guys so i feel like some of the things i've seen in leagues is that the the late seconds the mid to late seconds i feel like even up until the draft actually comes around are generally undervalued so moving from like 204 to 207 pre-draft looks a lot better than it actually is where it's and, and it's like you can get a trade done by offering yo i'll i'll move you up from my 208 to 205 or 204 or whatever right that that exact type of move has a lot more unless it's on the tier break right because that that's a little bit of a different story like if there's only 14 players that you value at a first round pick and then you're trading out of pick 14 that's a little bit of like okay what are you doing but if you're in a tier for for the most part i just feel like that's potentially a way that you can gain value in your draft I mean, JT, through, I mean, it, maybe it's not the best example with the recent trades you did, but you did a couple of moves in rapid succession that kind of just moved you back six spots while picking up value. I did? I don't know which league we're talking about. I thought about. you did in the home league. Okay, well, <laughs> maybe I got that wrong. Um, I, I, I've done a lot of moving up and down the boards. Um. I do kind of subscribe to what Jake's saying and, and follow that in terms of like an example is in the 2020, 2020 draft, right? I had um, like 110 in that draft and I knew the only players I didn't want to draft in the first round were Henry Ruggs and um, Jerry Judy for his price. I didn't want Jerry Judy like super high. I was okay drafting him later back. I also could tell around the league. They didn't really like Justin Herbert a whole lot. So I figured I'll just try and like, you know, move back to the 12th spot and just take Justin Herbert there. Um, so I ended up trading what became Henry Ruggs for like Henry Ruggs, a third, and this is the sad part, JJ Arcega Whiteside <laughs> um, for Justin Herbert. So I mean, overall, big net win, but the value I picked up there, I wish I could have done better. Um, in terms of moving up the boards though i i do have that same tier breaks where i'm like i was super into jamar chase 
I knew I couldn't get Jamar Chase at, I think I had 107 at the time. 106. I had 106 and I wanted to get up to 104 to get Jamar Chase. Um, that doesn't sound right. I could look into it. But anyway, what happened was I wanted Jamar Chase and I didn't want Najee Harris. So I essentially just used a, a veteran player in DJ Chark and, and what seemed to be an underpay at the time. So I traded like DJ Chark for 210 and I moved up like two spots in the draft as well. So it was like DJ Chark and say 108 for 106 and 210. And that I feel like is an easy way to move up too, is if you just take this like good, like, so in this year, it's probably someone along the lines of, I don't know, give me a name, someone better than like a Brandon well, Cooks. Okay, so if you're moving from 108 to 106, that's potentially going from the wide receiver three to a wide receiver, the wide receiver one in the class, if he falls or the wide mm -hmm. receiver two, I would say, or whoever your running back two or three is right. Um, right. That's, that's what I'm right. Now. Right. Um, so are, let me, let me just, let me just cut you off really quickly. Are you kind of trying okay. to argue that trading up in in the draft, in the I first like round of, of the draft, pre-draft is underpriced. Yeah, I like trading up better because I don't think, I, I can't get good value trading back. I, from what I've tried, I've just not, in the second round and beyond, I'm, I'm cool with you trading back. But in terms of the first round, and especially with these elite guys who are going to be like the, the top tier, you see it every year. I mean, this year it's, um, Brees Hall shot up there, Garrett Wilson, Drake London to an extent, Chris Olave was like at wide receiver five at some point. Um, the rookies shoot up, but they're not the second and they're not the third round rookies that are typically shooting up. I mean, there's like a two out of 12 chance, one out of six chance that that's going to happen second and third round, you know. It's the first round, guys. And I feel like that value boost just is not correctly you have to know which guys you like, you have to have your guys, you have to do the research and everything, find out who's the better prospect, who's more likely to shoot up, yada, yada, yada. But to go from, you know, a, a weaker prospect to a pretty strong prospect in terms of like, say a George Pickens to a Drake London, or no, you know what? I'll take Jamison Williams to a Drake London. Cause I think they're valued a little closer together. I think that that tier jump is not correctly defined in the first round until we get like six, eight weeks into the season. I mean, I think it's tough when you're talking about Jamison Williams and Drake London, both of those yeah. guys were going like top five last year, regardless of order and of when they were picked. But I mean, typically I agree with you. I do prefer to trade up in the first round. I just think it's, if you're going to trade your first round pick might as well, throw a little sweetener and move up. That's just my, my thoughts. Go and get a guy that you value higher on the board, um, especially if it's a guy that's starting to fall down your board. Like if you're a number five player, slip to them, you know, pick seven already, you probably should jump on that and just say, I don't care what the jump up is from 10, 12 to, to seven because I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting him at less price than I would pay for him originally anyway. So I think you got to do that. Um, trading back before the NFL draft, though, is 
risky. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm doing it before the NFL draft. Well, one thing I wanted to mention to kind of piggyback off of JT now that he's talking about it more. I can't trade up during rookie drafts. No, I feel it's like it is impossible. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it after the NFL draft before your rookie draft. That is the sweet spot where you can move around. So, like, I actually think there is a lot of merit to if you want to trade up, you need to. <clears throat> okay, need isn't the right word, but it might be wiser to plan ahead and be like, okay, I can, if I can get up from 106 to 104 cheaper two months in advance for a guy that I know I'm going to want. I know that kind of goes hand in hand with you have to know these tiers and whatnot all the way in advance. But um, I have tried so many times to trade up in the first round of of rookie drafts. And actually, this year is one of the only years I was able to successfully do it. And this this class, this 23 class, has got a ton of hype. People are not going to want to be moving out of these picks. It's just not, not the move. Like 2022, everyone was like, oh, shit, well, there's no quarterbacks. Like... Yeah, trade trade back from 107 to 110 if you can. Like, that was a consensus take. So, like, it, it just might be cheaper to do. I remember in a league, I was trying to trade up for Javante Williams from 111. I tried trading up to 104 or 105. I tried to trade up with every single guy on trades that were fair or winning for the other person on keep trade. I was rejected every single one. And then I ended up getting Javante, which is hilarious, but <laughs> I didn't think I was going to. <laughs> I actually do. I like that. I think I think that's something I'm going to take away from this is I'm going to try to trade up before the draft instead of during. Thank that, you, that, that, That's how I did. I just found it. It was trying to find what the last pick was, what round it was, but it was 108. Uh, DJ Chark and JD McKissick for 106 and I think like 208. That's crazy. <laughs> and I got Jamar Chase. It essentially turned into Jamar Chase. Uh, Jamar Chase and I don't know, but whoever 206 was, I'll say Diami Brown uh, for Najee Harris, DJ Chark, and uh, JD McKissick. So, I mean, worked. After the first year, it was probably a little iffy. Now it's a huge win on my part. Um, but that was, I, I did the whole prospect, hey Sparky, I did the whole prospect thing and everything. And I was super into Jamar Chase. I was super out of Najee Harris. That was roughly around where they're going. And I knew I, I need to get up to get Jamar Chase because I didn't want to be stuck with Najee Harris. So yeah, I'm, I'm big on keeping up. I was offered 102 for my 104 and 108 this year. I passed and took Wilson and Pickens. Yeah, that's, that's a yeah, massive overpay for this draft. Like the fact that London was probably the consensus 102 and you have to pay up 104 and 108, like there was kind of that top three of London Wilson Burks this this draft. Yeah. I I would not have done that. Um that's just a that's just a massive overpay of an offer. All right. Two first to or essentially a first to move up two spots is kind of nutty. I got the dynasty stock market on the screen. Okay, stock. So for those who might be new, Dynasty Stock Market, we've been buying and selling players every week at keep trade cut prices um, for, I don't know, since like March or April or something. 
I, I don't remember the first date that we did. Um, it was March twenty third. And unfortunately, Lunas is in the lead right now. Um, yeah. We can highlight now, the. Keep in mind, right before we get to me, we started out with twenty five thousand keep trade cut points. So I'm not the biggest loser. I'm just the the least winner. <laughs> 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 are you really defending yourself right now gt I, I, even I, me i'm in third I, i'm not defending myself I, I, here. I lunas and frank K, have blown us out yeah, of the water i don't know i don't know how lunas just keeps doing it every week but see i've been cr i've crawled back on lunas by like a good two thousand, but it's just not enough man i'm still oh i had away. kyler murray <laughs> that's why i wasn't up this week oh that was, sucks that blows that um, all right, but nonetheless, like, so we buy and sell players in keep trade cut, and we've been tracking it for a while. We start off with 25k, we can't buy anyone below a thousand. Here we are. Um, all right, let's start off with some sells. Does anyone have any sells? Does, did Lunas Texas moves? Yeah, I could do all of Lunas's sells right now. All okay, right, I'll input Lunas's. What we got? Okay, so you're selling Daniel Bellinger. Really? Um, had a good week. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just getting out on the value. He's um, let him cook. Let him I'm, cook. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going <laughs> to question um, Lunas. There's no way he spelled that guy's name right. That he's buying. But let me see. Anyway, um, he's selling Sky Moore. Mm -hmm. Um, he is also selling Darren Waller. Mm -hmm. Um, Ezekiel Elliott sold. Michael Gallup sold. And Deshaun Watson sold. He's out on all those guys. And he's got 20,000, roughly. Yeah. What are we going to do their, their buys or no? Okay, he did not. Um, one of the no, it's just hard for sales for now. All right. I'll follow right behind with my sales of the week. I'm going to sell David Njoku. Um, I don't know why he went down this week, but... Overall, just sell them. Uh, Kareem Hunt, that experiment's over. RIP, my sweet prince. Um, I'm going to sell both Fryermuth and Goddard. Actually, not Goddard because he should be back this week, but I'll sell Fryermuth. Um, I think he's just pretty stable where he is. Um. I'm gonna sell George Pickens, and I hate to do it, but I'm gonna do it just because I don't think Kenny Pickett this season's really gonna help him out. So I could say that, and he could go off, but I'm still gonna sell him. Um, and then I'm gonna hold the rest of these guys. I still think Swift's way too low, but. Let him get back to where he is. All right. So, wait. It was David Njoku, Kareem Hunt, George Pickens, and anyone else? Friermuth. Friermuth. Njoku, Hunt, Friermuth, Pickens, and that was it? <clears throat> Njoku, Hunt, Friermuth, Pickens, and that's it. Yep. Still so holding Will Fuller. Oh, of course. Of course <laughs> I'm moon. holding. Mm. To the moon, baby. Um, all right, I've got a lot of sell, so I'll, I'll kick it off. Okay. James Connor selling. Yeah. Keenan Allen. Peace. See ya.
James Cook. I'll take my little value gain. I, I want to hold James Cook. I just don't believe enough in James Cook. I w- Dude, the thing is, if I held until he got to that first-round pick valuation, that little clip of me a couple weeks ago would be so juicy, but I'm <laughs> too much of a pussy, so I'm going to sell. I don't think he's that good of a player. Michael Gallup, I, I like Michael Gallup, but he might just be cooked selling. Justin Herbert, see ya. Darren Waller, you're gone. Corey Davis, nice knowing you. And Jared McKinnon, what do we think? What do we think? Hold. All right, I'll you hold Jared good. McKinnon. Oh, good, yeah. And those are my cells. Is, is Clyde just dead? Yeah, I think so. All right. So, so if I did that right, Frank, you should have twenty six thousand in your bank. Twenty six six. I have twenty five five thirteen. Oh. Oh, you held McKinnon. Never mind. That's, yeah, that's I, I held. Okay. All right. So looking at my team, I'm definitely going to, if someone could do it for me, I'm going to sell Kyler Murray, obviously, because I fucked. <laughs> I only picked him up last week, too. I'm kind of cursed, I would say. Um, after Kyler Murray, it's the whole fool me once, fool me twice, fool me like 70 times. Uh, Russell Wilson, I've had enough of you. Just... Kurt Ripping came in and he looked like he could throw a touchdown better than you could. Um, Trey Lance, I'm still holding for the boost. Uh, Garrett Wilson is fine there. I don't know. I might sell Garrett Wilson. Definitely going to get out on Hunter Henry, though. I literally just picked him up because he was playing the Cardinals and tight ends always have good games against the Cardinals. Um, And I think I will... Stay there for now with my moves. And you know what? I'm going to sell Joe Mixon. You had Joe Mixon? Hey, I was hoping he'd be like fully good to go against the Browns because the Browns run defense sucks. Hmm. I don't know who to buy, though. Cook isn't a problem. The offensive philosophy in Buffalo is kind of whack, especially if you're a running back, it's whack. Um, I don't know. I just, I didn't love Cook as a prospect. He's definitely been better recently. At the same time, now, the half the reason I bought James Cook is because the running back market in Dynasty is just completely out of control. But assuming some sort of semblance of control... I can't imagine that Brian Robinson and James Cook should honestly be the same value. Like I feel like Brian Robinson, with the amount of touches he's earned compared to competition and, and all of that, it's like uh, I'm gonna. I think clearly Brian Robinson has earned the role more so than James Cook. But I don't know. All right, are we getting into buys? I don't know who the fuck to buy. I have no idea. I'm trying to figure out who the young player that's going to come out and 
and show it in the playoff was my prediction was James Cook, but I just sold him. So not sure how I'm feeling on that one now. We we did embargo um, Brock Purdy. Yeah, if the he's, if he's over backs are below. Yeah, I think he is. He's like almost 2K, actually. Um, I think the Patriots running backs are two under a thousand, so but I would embargo them. Um, all right. Um, buys. I'm looking at this week's schedule, and there's there's some decent games, I guess I'd say, but like nothing, nothing that crazy. Uh, I'm gonna buy some Packers. I just the Rams are cooked, dude. They looked horrendous. Uh, so I'm gonna buy Christian Watson. The one. I I got a problem with my the Rams, my Baker Mayfield led Rams. Bro, there it's this whole team looks atrocious. Um, I'm going in on Christian Watson. I'm gonna say he continues his touchdown streak. Um. I'm also going to... What is Lazard at? Um, no idea. Probably like 2,300. 2,500. 2, That's a little too much for me. I might come back to him. But for now, let's start with Christian Watson. I'm also... Gonna go ahead and buy Jerry Judy. I know he's just coming oh. off a, a big game. He's playing the Cardinals next week. I'm gonna say he continues this little whatever we're calling it. Um, that leaves me with 5,800. You can come back. I'm gonna have to keep looking for the next few guys. All right, uh, Frank, would you like to go or would you like me to go? You can go for now. Okay. Um, if someone could help me out while I put in the transaction tracker, I'm going to buy Greg Dulcich. I still think he's pretty cheap. He's playing the Cardinals this week, so it's the classic tight end against the Cardinals. I'm just going to hop on board there. Um, I already have J.K. Dobbins. Oh. I don't know what the deal is with Debo Samuel's injury. He's going to miss about three weeks, they said. So I'm going to buy George Kittle. Hmm. Going on another tight end here. I think he should get some utilization. Um, He's also pretty cheap in terms of like who could be like a, a decent tight end. Um... The Vikings are playing the Colts. Don't really. I don't know. I might have to get called back on too. No, you know what? I'm going to join Lunas. Did we say Lunas's buys yet? I don't think we have. But we have not. If we wanted to read off Lunas's buys, he, he only ha- he only has a couple so far. But I'm going to join him on one of them though, and that's Devonte Smith because they're playing the um, the Bears. Um, the other two buys that we have for Luna so far are Jordan Mason and Jared Goff. Hold on, I'm putting Devontae Smith on your squad as well. 
And you said Lunas is Jared Goff. And Jordan Mason. Yep. Oh, Titans rookie kind of hot, says Joe. Um, Yeah, the problem is I actually want to add him. I have no idea how to spell his name. Oh, the tight end? Chigozium Okonkwo or whatever his name is. Maryland guy. Maryland guy is right. And he's massive. The dude is like a super mutant. (laughs) All Um, right, so Lunas said he's going to actually keep Darren Waller. mm -hmm. And he's going to buy Dolchich. And who? Who was the other one? It was um, Noah Gray. Noah Gray. That's an interesting one. Lunas is getting crazy late in the season. He's getting <laughs> wild. He also um, still has a 3,300 left. All right, can someone just save me the misery and help me spell this Maryland Tennessee Titans tight end? Yes. His name? C-H-I-G O-Z-I-E-M and then Last name is O-K-O-N-K-W-O. Boomtown. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah, great uh, shout out, Joey Bear. Um. Oh, now I got spelled in the transaction tracker. I'm going to buy Traylon Burks. Oh. oh. I think it was clear that the Titans needed him in that mm-hmm. last matchup. Uh, the, the guys that they're throwing the ball to are cooked. Traylon was playing very well. Um, and like A.J. Brown, his rookie year, I think we were starting to see Traylon have that very high efficiency type games, especially on these deeper patterns. And I think that'll improve uh, or, or continue to happen. Um, you know, a classic, like he's he may only get six, five targets, but... One or two of those is going to be a deep shot, and he he connects. I'm going to buy Jahan Dotson. Okay. Jahan Dotson, I mean, it's annoying that the the commanders are really trying to, like, commit to the running attack, but that's part of the reason I have Brian Robinson. And B, I was expect. wait, they're on a, are they on a buy this week? No, I think all buys are done. Yeah, all buys are done. Okay, so he was on a bye last week. The week before yeah. then, he uh, he had more production than I was anticipating. I thought that they were going to kind of do this, like, load management until after the bye. But actually, the week before the bye, he was getting a decent amount of workload. But now after the bye, I think we're going to see him back towards the snap share he was getting in the very beginning of the season, which could lead to some juicy numbers. I'm going to buy uh, Jonathan Taylor. Hmm. Mm. I just think at the end of the day, the fact that Brees Hall, who was good for half of a season, is relatively near who the RB1 should actually be. The volume has been there. The Colts just kind of suck. I feel like we're about to see Jonathan Taylor explode after this bye week. Um, So the Colts can kind of get things situated with the whole coaching staff change. They clearly want to run the ball. They just need to be a little bit more efficient, and Jonathan Taylor is going to be back to being the king. So I'm going to buy him for this end-of-season stretch. My next buy. Back in on T-Law. Oh, I like that Um, one. 
great week last week. He's I did not really think he was going to be quarterback eight or whatever in points per game on the season. That's very impressive. I think especially as we head into the offseason, people are really going to get their panties in a bunch over uh, over. They're going to see, Lawrence. yeah. But you realize like people miss games. You know, there's a whole, there's all kinds. Yeah, of Yeah, but the thing is, is that the, at the end of the day, this segment is not about who actually should be worth higher or lower. It's oh, for this segment, I agree. Points. But I'm just saying, Trevor Lawrence in general, people are going to in the offseason go, oh, he was QB eight on the year. Sure, Tua missed five exactly. games. Yeah, exactly. And, and like you know. Dak missed time. Like, there's a whole bunch of guys. That... But the, the way that this season is headed, Trevor Lawrence is going to be at that turn. Um, it's funny you say that because before the before second. the pod started today, I actually was talking to JT about potentially, you know, purchasing some Trevor Lawrence uh, shares throughout mm-hmm. my leagues and, and seeing what what it would cost me because I do think with Ridley coming back, even though he's cooked, is going to add another dynamic to this game. Um. All right, and then uh, the last guy I was gonna buy was Dak Prescott, but I I don't have the cash, so I'm out. Oh boy, JT, we we both got uh, about the same amount. Give give me a juicy buy. Well, I actually have two separate moves instead. So I'm going to sell Noah Fant, um, and then with that draft capital, I'll just do it here. I'm going to buy Amari Cooper. In on Amari Cooper. They're playing the Ravens this week, divisional game. I think uh, while Deshaun Watson hasn't really looked good yet, I think obviously it was going to take some time. So I'm just going to bank on this week being the week and try and stack my players here so I can catch up to you guys. All right, hold on. Let me find a buy really quickly and then we can. Gee, I was just thinking about it like. Imagine only one of us was negative on the year. The rest of us are just like <laughs> up at, at least a sizable amount from the 25K that we started off with. I'm not saying it's like difficult to be here, but um, just imagine you're the one guy who's just struggling yeah. to turn a profit. Like, <laughs> I mean, with the way I've been buying players and then just getting hurt the following week, like I did it with Kyle Pitts, I did it with Trey Lance, and now Kyler Murray, I'm just... Oh, and Gronk. I bought Gronk and they retired the next week. I've just not been hitting that those correctly at all. Who do I buy? Well, I'm going to spend my last 50 whatever I had on two guys. It's going to be Amari Cooper and Derek McKinnon. Oh, welcome um, aboard the Amari Cooper train. Yeah, Watson just played too bad in his, in his first game back. He'll get the ball to Amari Cooper eventually. Um, and Jarek McKinnon. I like what I saw to Jarek McKinnon. So I'm going to say he's the Chiefs running back until I see otherwise. So that's what I'm going with. I'm going to buy David Bell. Um, oh. A guy that is low-key seen his snap share increase over the last half of the season thus far. Um, and the targets have come with it. The past two weeks, he's cooled off a little bit, but... Um, He's got a good matchup up against Baltimore. I think that contrary to the past like handful of games that Watson has started, that this could be a more pass-happy affair for the, the Cleveland Browns against the Ravens secondary that even was not doing super great against the Steelers. They happen to have those turnovers, which help the points number, but 
the Steelers' passing attack was actually able to move the ball a little bit. So, considering the Steelers can pass on your ass, I imagine the Browns that have legit a legitimate quarterback right now can. At least in theory. So, uh, anyone else have any other moves? We haven't gotten any more from Lunas, right? So, All right, well, Lunas is cooked then. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you made a decent amount of moves. Um, yeah, if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Really appreciate it. Hit that like and subscribe button. It really helps us out. Um, good luck in your playoff matchups and your playoff run if you are in the playoffs. And if not, um, you can come tune in for these future episodes to help prepare for your rookie drafts. We're really going to get this 2023 draft content up and running pretty soon here. So um, stay tuned for that. We really appreciate you guys supporting us. So thank you so much. Peace out. Have a good one. Thanks, Thanks guys.